but I'm like, when you are feeling that creativity, like just get it out. Like, don't wait, don't overthink it. Like just say, okay, cool. I feel like writing a blog about this. Sit down and write the blog. Have your, like, I know this is, um, sounds really simple, but like have your whole vibe going. Like know the music you like to listen to, like the candle that you like, you know, to smell and like whatever, so that you can like be in the mood for creativity. And when you do that consistently, you can actually kind of like jumpstart it when you're right, right. Yeah. like, okay, candles on, coffee's made, lights are down. Like I know what time to get like in my creative flow. Hi, I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast, Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur, so if you ever hear little kids in the background, it's just my life, trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years where I focused on marketing and branding strategy along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, Startup Marketing listeners, I'm pumped for today's guest because we have a lot of the same marketing philosophies. Her name is Sharon Gutierrez, owner of Compliments by Sharon and founder of the Pretty Simple app. We talk marketing plans, how to figure out pricing, and of course, how to be authentic in your business. Sharon has an amazing entrepreneurial journey. Driven by the times in her life when she's felt alone, unseen, and uninspired, she aims to provide a space and community, whether through social media, coaching, or speaking, for other entrepreneurs to feel less alone in their own journeys. After years filled with trauma, she became an entrepreneur, but she didn't even know it. She was creating websites and studying social media for fun. After being introduced to networking in her new state of Hawaii, she discovered businesses needed her skills. She opened a digital agency and her life went into fast forward. When she started her journey of personal development, everything shifted. She wanted to live a life she could enjoy. Her journey led to her best-selling journal, The Manifest List, and Motivational Talks. Eventually, she closed her agency and her business took the form it is today, working with entrepreneurs through their own journeys. She is also the new founder and of the newly launched app, pretty simple tracking for entrepreneurs who need the ability to easily track leads and potential income available in the Apple store today. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Sharon, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. Tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do. Yeah, so I am a marketing coach. I, if you watch my Instagram stories, I'm always like, it's your marketing coach, international motivational speaker, tech founder. Um, so I do many things. Um, my background is I actually built my first website for a nonprofit when I was 14. 
Um, and when I was 13, I was transcribing college students' papers. Um, so I've always been kind of the nerdy kid. <laughs> and, uh, I grew up in Alaska, went to Hawaii right after college. And um, there I was working as a marketing director for like a multi-million dollar nonprofit and realized that uh, marketing strategy was kind of my thing. And so I actually started a marketing agency, ran that for almost 10 full years. And now I just do coaching exclusively. That is amazing. First of all, working in marketing in Hawaii sounds like a dream if you're a marketer. I don't know. It's <laughs> exactly. To like do marketing than in Hawaii. Um, so that's really, that's really kind of amazing. How did you make the switch from like the agency side to just the coaching side of it? What was that like? Yeah. So, I mean, the agency, I mean, it started off small. I mean, all those years ago, I think that was like 2010 actually. And so it was like me and one other person and basically people would hire me to do their marketing strategy and then they wouldn't have time to implement it. And so I would like just hire people and we would actually like do the work. Right. And so I grew it. I think I ended with like a team of six and we were in multiple States. So we were in Hawaii, Alaska, California, um, Georgia. So we were kind of all over and so for me, I just kind of got to the place that I was really like, it was just exhausting. Like it was a lot of work. It'd been a lot of years and running the team and everything. Yeah. And I realized that um, a lot of people would hire our agency trying to get like, you know, fix something, but they didn't actually have like the systems and structure in place and an actual strategy. Yeah. And so it was kind of like throwing darts like blindly and so I realized that my passion was working one-on-one -on -one and being very like thoughtful and strategic and creating something custom for them versus just trying to say oh okay you want google ads we'll run google ads you know but saying yeah. like is this actually the best thing for you or is there something else that might work better yes oh my gosh that's so it's so funny to hear you say that because that is like exactly kind of the mindset that I was in when I started my business I originally was thinking like, oh, I'm going to do like, I'm going to do marketing for small businesses. Like it can be at a really affordable rate. And, and then I quickly realized like, first of all, I don't know what I was thinking. Like being a one woman marketing show would be like basically impossible. I don't know how I would even get yeah. that done, but the same kind of thing. It was like, well, it's one thing to like, just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, but none of it or very little of it is going to stick. And then you're going to be like beholden to these business owners who are like, Hey, I'm expecting results. And like, I'm not getting anything. And you're going to end up doing that education and everything already. And like in my corporate job, that like kind of the process that you're talking about is exactly what I did. Like when I started in my marketing department, it was very like reactionary. There weren't really any marketing plans. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, it was like seasonal, like there were things that you did like on a regular basis and you did them at the same time every year. So like we had that going for us. Yeah, no, for but, sure. you know, you had a sales team that was constantly like marketing, like where are leads at, where are leads? And so by just like, implementing a marketing plan of like, and being strategic about it and saying like, okay, how much revenue sales team over here do you need to generate? And then like building a plan off of that, it like yielded so, so many more results than just like trying whatever you thought. It's so true. Well, I feel like so many people start a business because they're really good at something or they're really passionate about it, but like mm -hmm. actual like business systems and like, especially marketing, because like 
you could have like the most nice, beautiful, expensive diamond rare in the world. And if you don't market it, you like, you would never be able to sell it because no one would know anything about it. And so it's just like, okay, like we need to figure out and see who actually is in the market for diamonds and where are they looking for diamonds? And we need to make sure that you're there instead of, you know, just keeping it a secret or, you know, uh, advertising it on Snapchat, you know, (laughs) or whatever (laughs) is like trendy. (laughs) Diamonds from Snapchat. Those sound super legit. (laughs) I know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, like, all of this then kind of led to your coaching business. Yes. And that's, um, I take it, where you specialize in this attraction marketing. Yes. Can you explain what attraction marketing is? Yes. So, it's really based on the idea that, like, marketing yourself and creating value that, like, brings in or attracts your ideal client, right? So, I mean, a lot of businesses, when they're looking at how to market themselves, they're kind of thinking, okay, I either need to, like, show up in Google, someone's, like, ready to buy, or I'm going to use social media, they tend to think social media is going to work the same way that like, you're just going to find someone on Facebook and they're going to buy from you right away. But that's not really how it works. Like it's cause it's all about like user intent, right? When someone's looking on Google, they're trying to decide what they're going to purchase on Facebook. They're just minding their own business. And so right. that's where attraction marketing comes in. So creating content that's based on what your um, ideal client needs, like right before they actually hire you. Right. Right. Um, And so that's really how I built my business through networking, through social media, through content and all of those pieces. And I mean, even going as far as saying like, here's free content saying exactly how you can do it yourself or you can hire me and we can do it together. And uh, because a lot of people want to start and like try it by themselves and then realize like, oh, wait, this actually might be a little bit over my head. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, do you ever listen to Jenna Kutcher at all? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like every marketing coach out there listens to Jenna Kutcher has at some point, but, um, she's talked about that like same philosophy. And I think it, and, and I think it has a lot of merit and it's the same thing that like I've kind of approached with too, which is basically like, here's the information. If you want to try it yourself, like by all means, Mm -hmm. go ahead. Like if you are somebody who can dig in and learn it, like, here you go. Like, I will tell you all day how to do it, but there's always people who are going to be like, uh, I tried this or I thought I was going to try it. And I'm not about that. So please just like, help me (laughs) and do it for me. Exactly. I want to do it faster. Right. Right. And there's some things, and I don't know, like about, um, kind of how, how you operate, but there's some things within marketing that like, I, I know about, and I can speak to very knowledgeably, but like executing them, not, it's not going to happen. Like, um, social media ads, that's something that like, I would just rather pay somebody else to do for me. Like right. I know about, you know, I know about them and I know, again, I can speak to them and I can, I could probably do it, but mm-hmm. it's so like specialized and it requires so much time and attention to like get it right. That it's one it of those does. things that even as a marketer, I'm like, here you go. Person who spends all day, every day doing this or like search engine optimization, SEO stuff, like here you go. Like you do all of the keyword research and like plugging it into my website and all that stuff. Cause sometimes it's just, um, I don't know, finding those experts 
Yeah. Well, and I think that's like where coaching is kind of like the beautiful fit for me because I feel like those are so specialized, right? Like search engine optimization, right? When you're like trying to break down to someone, um, like how it actually works, it's such a complex idea that a lot of people would want to hire someone who does SEO and they're going for the person who's like $99 a month. And you're like, okay, here's why that's not a good idea. Right. Right, And so you have to be able to break it down for them. And so I feel like when they start off, whether it's with the strategy side or coaching or whatever, where they can understand the actual like real life value of what's happening and what to expect versus just like, okay, this person's running my Facebook ads, but I actually don't know like what it's supposed to do. And like Facebook ads, like that's actually one of my specialties. Like I've like won awards for my Facebook ads courses and stuff over the years. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I really was like the nerdy kid for real. (laughs) And I actually still run all my own ads. Like I have an app coming out and we've been running ads for that. And I'm just like, man, I really do enjoy (laughs) it, but it's something that is super technical and um, it does require so many different pieces, like the technical setup, the copy and the graphics. So it's not even like a one person thing and so like when you have somebody who's like a window company right like I've worked with a window company before as specifically and they were like well like what should we expect I'm like well we can like get followers and like that kind of stuff but honestly Google's going to be better for you and here's how you set that expectation of what your budget's going to get you I'm like social media is probably not going to generate a ton of leads like that you know what I mean right right and that's where I think like the value of a marketing coach really comes in because a lot of times, like my experience isn't that different with people, like with clients, they come in and they're like, okay, well, um, I obviously want to build up my social media and I want to run social media ads and I want to do all this stuff. And it's like, we certainly like, we certainly could. Right. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who like knows these channels and knows, you know, kind of how to like research your industry and stuff like that, I can probably point you to a channel that's mm-hmm. going to like get you better results in a more timely fashion than if you're trying to sell like windows on Facebook, because that may not, you know, like work for you. It may not work for you. And I think that's, um, kind of the strategy and that's the science that comes in to marketing. It's not just like the fluffy creative stuff. I mean, that's like, that's the fun part of it. Right. But yeah. it's that <laughs> strategy of being like, okay, where, where is your customer at your ideal customer? And like, how can we meet them there at the right time with the right message so that it yields the ROI that like you expect, but also quite frankly, that you probably deserve when you're paying for marketing. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. I love like everything that you just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh, like, it's so funny. I mean, I've been in this industry for, I mean, 10 plus years for sure. I mean, that first website was like 20 years ago, but who's counting? (laughs) But I know one thing that I've consistently like over and over again, like this is a podcast, you can't see me, but people will like meet me and they'll just kind of be like, oh, you're really into like, you know, what's new and trendy. But then I'm like, oh no, wait, we're going back to basics. Like we need to have like a solid speed optimized website and like da 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 da. And I think that, you know, starting here, they're like, well, this is so basic. Like I thought you were going to recommend TikTok. And I'm like, yeah, no, probably not. (laughs) Right. I mean, like that's the thing that people don't realize about kind of when you implement some of these strategies that like you might be able to nail and figure out, you know, Facebook ads manager and you, and you might be able to come up with like some good copy and nice graphics and things like that. I mean, you, you probably can do all Mm -hmm. of those things by yourself, but 
there's all the knowledge that somebody like you who runs ads on a regular basis knows. And that's, you know, all of the technical, the basic stuff that you do have to have in place an optimized website. You have to have all of the, you know, the AB testing creative and all of that kind of stuff. And, and how to pay attention and like what things to change and tweak when something is or isn't performing very well. Like those are all things that somebody with experience can save you a lot of time and money, even mm-hmm. though you're paying them in the long run, it's going to, it's going to be better because they're going to save you, first of all, your own time and, <laughs> and they're going to keep you from wasting precious dollars that like you're going to essentially spend to figure out and learn what they already know yeah it's so funny and like even with like my like how I work with people it usually starts like they come to me it's funny with like all kinds of marketing no matter what it is you're doing this is a great way to look at it right you have to kind of think about what do people think that they need when they want you and what do they actually need and this works for like almost any product or service out there people don't always know like exactly what they actually want they just know what they think they want so a lot of times people come to me for social media very specific like they want to get social media started and that kind of stuff but then it's like we always take a step back and look at the foundation of even like the packaging and the you know the structure and the packages like I was working with a social media agency in Dallas actually so they hired me to help them like with put together their packages and you know I was able to look at it like look at comps and I'm like you guys are way underpriced we can create these packages that are like you know four times the price and then if you want something scaled down we take things away and it's like it seems really simple but when you're so in it like all of us right we're too close and we start you know adding on adding on adding on like all of these things that we see is like oh it's more value more value more value but like maybe not and then also it doesn't actually reflect like the pricing for sure. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's, um, there, there is a lot to consider and obviously being marketing coaches, we probably really recommend working with marketing coach for all, all of these reasons. Um, but so shifting gears just a little bit. Um, one of the things that I also really like kind of drew me to you as I was, um, researching all of this, like your brand is so, so cohesive, like all, you know, looking at like your, yes, I'm looking at your background and like the blacks and the golds and like, it's black and gold on your website. Like you know, everything just feels very cohesive. It feels, and like talking to you and seeing you like in person, I'm like, oh, like that aesthetic just kind of like flows through. It all just sort of like makes a ton of sense because it just, it's just very cohesive and it feels very like genuine and authentic to like who you are as a person. And that's from like the, what, I don't know, 15 minutes I've been talking to you. Thank you. You know? And so I think that's, I feel like that's a really good, like the hallmark of building a good authentic brand, right. Is when somebody can interact with you and whether it's face-to-face in person where they can see you or whether it's like looking at your website or something like when it feels very genuine and authentic, like people know right Mm -hmm. away. So, but I think that's really hard to accomplish as an entrepreneur, as a small business. And first, I'd love your thoughts on like maybe why that is, but then also like, how do you coach your clients to be 
super authentic because you've like nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I first like really quick on the personal branding side. Um, I think that's something that was super intentional. Like over the years, it's definitely shifted, but I really looked at honestly, like what I wear, like what were the natural pieces of my brand mm-hmm. and let that be reflected in everything else versus the other way of like, let me create this brand and then try and adapt to it. So I think it was something that was like able to like naturally kind of come through where it was like, okay, I love, you know, orange lipstick, wearing black. I love gold and like leopard print. And so you're going to see that stuff like all yeah. the way infused into everything. Yeah. Um, for sure. Now, as far as like coaching on like on the authenticity, that's a big one. So first of all, it's definitely a decision, right? And we need to be a little bit aware of it because it's so easy to be influenced by all of the people that we see doing the shiny things. And, you know, it's like we can be inspired, but there's definitely a difference between like inspiring and just like straight up like emulating somebody. Right. Right. Um, And so I always tell people, I'm like, now like you think about now more than ever before with social media like people can read through it so quickly like you're gonna waste so much time and energy if you're trying to be someone else and it's really about finding like what is that thing that's like your spark like we all have it it's a different thing you can be in the exact same field with the exact same services with the exact same prices you know but based on who you are as a person your core values as a person even like how you operate that's going to attract your ideal person now if you don't show that then they can't make the decision if they even want to work with you or they don't know what to expect if you're showing up inauthentically right so if I were to pretend to be like and I did this actually no this was like the first five years of running my agency is like I was in my early 20s and I really wanted to be this like very like professional like you know quiet like respectable person yeah absolutely not but you know I wanted to fit into that role and I was miserable because I always felt like I had to just like downplay everything um and also like culturally in Hawaii like humbleness is like very important and all these things and I realized that I was just so unhappy trying to do that and so I kind of just flipped the switch one day and I was like you know what I'm just gonna like this is me and whatever I can't like pretend to be somebody I'm not and that's when I saw things really begin to shift and so it was a decision to say okay whether I'm on a stage in front of 300 people I'm doing a Facebook live or I'm doing one-to-one or I'm on a podcast interview it's always going to have and carry the same energy every single time because I'm showing up as myself and so I have to feel like there was some kind of like you know uh, disconnect or something like that um so I always say like you know, one, make the decision to be authentic and know that it's going to take you farther than anything else. And then two, take the time to do the personal work, the uh, self-development and ask yourself, like, what is it that you're, what's your spark that you can really speak to? That's going to like, tell you, like pull you apart from somebody else. Um, for me, a lot of it has to do with like how I operate and because of social media. And again, this goes back to attraction marketing, you should be using attraction marketing and social media in a way that if someone were to look you up and look at your website and look at your social media, they can get an idea of how you make decisions, what's your plan of action, how you show up, how you talk, like all of these different things. So by the time they actually book a call with you, they're very comfortable with you. They feel like they already know you. And so what it is, is you're letting social media build a relationship for you. So that's kind of yeah. a long answer, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that's really good advice. I never thought about showcasing like my decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like, I probably do. I don't know. I'm like trying to think as I have a conversation with you. Um, I just wouldn't have thought to showcase like that, 
that decision-making process. It's something that I talk a lot about with my clients. Like, Mm -hmm. um, just yesterday when I was working with, um, a gal who, um, I, I worked with, I did a brief project before the holidays and then she, um, decided to work to create a full marketing strategy for the next year. She kind of plans to move full time into what is currently like a side hustle. And, you know, I was talking through all of these, like, as we're starting to build and set goals and identify our target audience and things like that, I, I probably, I did walk her through like the decision-making process but I never think about like putting that out on social media. That's a, I'm going to have to I'm gonna make a note of that and have to do, do more of that. Cause I think it comes out naturally when I talk to people, it doesn't come out naturally. Like when I'm creating content. Yeah. It's, I mean, with the content, it's always like, I always call it, I don't know, uh, the diary effect, right. It was like, if you like leave your diary out, like even if someone weren't to read it, they would think about it. Right. And we're like, wait, that's somebody's like diary. Like all the notes are in there. So with social media, the more you can show the behind the scenes, like, you know, that mm-hmm. what you would have in your diary and have in your journal and everything. So you can not only, it's not to be relatable, but it does allow you to, again, create authenticity that is relatable to your ideal client. And so mm-hmm. I found that I've had a lot of success showing and just breaking down I'm like, okay, here's the two ads that I ran. This is why this one did well. This is why this one did poorly. And now I don't like do that heavy because it's not like there's a lot of like DIY stuff. Like here's how you build it, but just showing them the different capabilities. And I've had people that have followed me for years and they'll still be surprised. Like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you did that. And you're like, okay, just that one post can make a really right. big difference right. and remind somebody like some of your different skill sets. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, that's really good advice. So, so speaking of attraction marketing and like creating this authentic content, what is the biggest struggle that you see like your clients or small businesses having when it comes to creating that and how do they get past that and like overcome that hurdle? Um, I would say the biggest thing is just not knowing exactly where to start. Mm. And so, um, like feeling like they usually like have all the ideas, but actually knowing what to implement for a second and third. So I was like, you know, like choose the one thing. And then it goes back to like, understand your voice and what you have to offer. And then just be really okay with just playing with it and like giving it time. Like social media, like is it's built off of algorithms. Like from the technical side, it wants to see consistency and it wants to see engagement. So um, here's like a really good tip for somebody who's like starting off their business or whatever, like literally just write down seven different themes for the week. So one day you share something inspirational, lifestyle posts, a client testimonial, um, a detail about your services, like whatever. So you have something to post every single day of the week and then just do that for, you know, two or three weeks, see what does the best and then take out anything out of the rotation that doesn't do very well. And then do more of the, what does well, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, it sounds again, it's like things are very simple, but it's just from years of experience where it's just like, if you just play with that and like, let go of the idea that it needs to just be perfect to start off with, you just have to do something like, yeah. And that'll get things moving and then do more of what works better. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very obvious, but you would be surprised. Like business owners to like, remember to go back and be like, Oh, this didn't do well. We're not going to do it anymore. Like it's (laughs) yes, I I agree. I love it. So you have your signature activation process too. Let's talk a little about that and how kind of at a high level, what it is and how listeners can maybe use it. And I know, mindset is the first step in it. As I was kind of reading through all of your information, how have you mastered your own mindset? Cause I think that is a really 
tricky and hard process? And then what tips or tricks do you have for someone who's listening to kind of start mastering theirs? That's oh, such a big question. Like, okay, <laughs> you let me distill, take a deep breath. Can you distill your entire entrepreneurial journey into one? Into <laughs> two minutes, please. Okay, so here's the thing. So personal development has been the foundation piece for like I would say the second mm-hmm. part of my entrepreneurial journey. I've done it both ways. I've done it once out of sheer force and determination and this like attitude of like, if I just work hard enough, then it will work. Sure. And then realized how like exhausting that can be and unfulfilling, like ultimately, right? Yeah. And so um, I think probably about five years ago, I really made the decision to deep, dig in deeper with personal development and say, I want something better for myself. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is making, letting it be the foundation of your day. And it's just the idea, it doesn't have to be anything specific, but it's just like, okay, what can I do for myself that will help me to be the best version of me and the happiest version of me? And Mm -hmm. so one of my favorite like kind of structures is like, there's the miracle morning. You can read the book or you can like watch a summary on YouTube, but basically it's like every day, you know, spend a little bit of time journaling, visualizing, meditating, um, a little bit of activity and like, you know, those things and do it every single day. And it's something that builds and builds. Um, For me, it's like, it's just when you, when you say mindset, like it's such a big thing, but it's just this constant process and it is a process. Like, you know, there's times like even I'm where I'm like, do I have to like go through something else or like uncover something else or work through something else? I'm like, yes, there are so many, I mean, the onion <laughs> analogy is like way overplayed, oh, yeah. but it's, it's really it's, true. It's, it's an evolution. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you can start to overcome some of these like ideas that you have about like not having confidence or not pricing yourself properly or valuing your time or all of these different things and work through those. But not only does it go deeper and deeper, but also we have new experiences that are constantly happening Mm -hmm. and new interactions that are shaping our filter and how we see the world. And so for me, it's just been like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to continually do the work, continually show up. And um, like, I actually did like a book on it, like the manifest list where it's like a journal where every day you write down what are six things you want to manifest 20 things you're thankful for and three things you're going to do today to make it happen like you can do it on a in a notebook it doesn't matter but it's just like that exercise every single day of coming from that place of like let me just like dream for a minute about what I really want in my life let me get really grounded by switching to what am I truly thankful for right here in front of me and then that taking action and saying okay I want this in my life and here's three things I'm going to do today to make it happen and like you can't help it's like dummy proof like you can't help but move forward in some kind of way yeah oh that's it's it sounds like such an energizing way to kind of like start start your day. I know I use a planner. Um, I'm like an old school paper bound planner kind of person. Um, and every morning and afternoon, it's like, there's a gratitude section of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like surprising how, um, how hard it is sometimes to like come in. And so I, I used it religiously. I need to be better about it. I haven't wanted to like waste press it precious pages when like my day is up when I'm working from home with kids are like so chaotic sometimes. But when I was in, you know, when I was in my corporate job and I went like every morning and it was like the first thing I did. And there are a lot of days where it turned my day around because mm-hmm. I had already been up for three hours by the time I sat down at my desk and was probably like, had probably already battled like a screaming child and traffic and something else that like made me want to cry, uh, before I even sat down and it would like turn the day around. Um, and then they also, they had a section, which is like, what are your goals? You know, and 
this like particular planner, it's the best self journal. Um, they, you know, they would have you the exercise at the beginning was for the next like 12 weeks, what are your goals? And, um, they were always, you know, supposed to roll up into these bigger goals that you have for yourself. And it really is like a very energizing way to, start your day and to keep you on track and like moving forward because I think that's the other thing that like it's super easy to get like caught in the grind of like just doing the little stuff every day yeah you lose sight of the things that like energize you as a business owner I mean and that's always a good question like whenever you're feeling in that funk saying okay like what's not working for me right now and then like let go of it whatever it is and then what makes me excited like what not just like oh that sounds fun but like literally like that I'm that you could see mm-hmm. it on my face excited and like reintroduce that back into your life I love that. yeah yeah absolutely so you said something earlier too that um I hear asked a lot when you talk about like and women in particular, I think have a fear of like, what should I be charging or a fear of charging like too much or whatever. And I know I see a lot of women and like, especially in some of the Facebook groups that I'm in where it's like, it's like a constant question. I probably see it at least once a day, which is like, what should I be charging for my services? And everyone is always like, oh, charge your worth, which like it's unhelpful. Like, okay. <laughs> it's not, you know, okay. Yes. Like how do I, but what does that mean? Like as a, you know, as a new business owner, you're just like, okay, well that, that doesn't sound untrue. I don't disbelieve that that's what I should be doing, but it's not really the most helpful when you're trying to assess like how you should be charging, what you should be charging. And And from your perspective, as somebody who's like gone through several iterations, like how do you go through the process of choosing what you charge or pricing your offers? Because I know it's something like I've struggled with it too. Like I'm getting ready to launch a new, a a new iteration and like, (laughs) I've probably reprised it two or three times. Yeah. So there's a few different things that go into it. Um, So one is like we do, women do, we have, like, we don't, we definitely second guess a lot of things. Like we really do and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we're, you know, scared to go out there and say, we can charge this much. One of the biggest things that I learned with my agency, and that's like going into um, a room of 200 other agency owners and being like the only female and realizing like, okay, what's the difference between this, like, you know, product, like website or whatever I'm charging 1200 for and this guy, he's charging 10,000 for, I look at the, I'm like, okay, they're basically the same. And he's like, I'm like, it's just because he decided that. Yeah. And he decided that he could and the confidence that comes with like, and he wouldn't accept anything less. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, let me try that. And then I'm like, Oh, it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's like definitely understanding your market is one piece of it. Yeah. Like three, three, really three different pieces. So one understanding the market two, pricing something that actually like makes sense for what you're trying to achieve. Okay. So what does that even mean? So let's say, okay, like social media management is one. So if you charge, you know, $15 an hour for social media management, that is very hard to make a living off of, right? Like not only just managing hours and stuff like that, it also creates a disconnect from clients as far as like consistency and also value, right? Perceived value of what it is that you're doing. 
Now, if your goal is to make, you know, 2000, 3000, 10,000, whatever it is a month, and you can say, okay, well, here's a package and it actually costs, you know, $1,500 a month or even 500, whatever. And then, but it only takes this much time and I can have this many clients with this many contracts. And now I've created like a sustainable, like stream of income for myself. Like, you know, that like makes more sense to me. And then, you know, always having like a higher tier option for somebody who wants to work with you. Um, so, you know, so one is, I can't remember the first one. I already forgot that like <laughs> knowing, um, packaging it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's like this idea of like, as you gain confidence, you can price higher, but no matter where you're at, you could probably start off with increasing. It's just a decision. Like there's been times where I've like increased my prices like three times in a day, like for three different people that close. Cause it was just like, okay, like I feel good about that. Like I know my value. I can do this. Now what I charge when I first started coaching, I already had all the industry experience. Um, so I was charging seven fifty a month, I think. And it was a six month contract. And so, and I felt really confident that since then, like I had one of my clients, she just had like a she had a $20,000 month, two months in and another gal had a $30,000 like program launch. Like, so since then, like I've been able to like raise my prices. So I think now it's like 9,500 for six months because it's value-based pricing and it also increases sure. with my confidence. If I can get consistent results, the ROI is a no brainer, you know, right. does right. that mean that everyone's going to be okay with it? Like some people will actually be nasty and like, why do you think you can charge such high prices? I'm like, cause I know my worth. So it does go back to that, like knowing your worth, but also the packaging. I know that the effort that's put into it actually offers a transformation and mm-hmm. then I can back it up too. So, right. I mean, does that kind of like answer it? Yeah, a little bit? And, I think that's, and I think that's the like critical point, right. To understand is that when you start out, like you are kind of taking like a best guess, you can probably do some, some market research mm-hmm. and stuff like that and kind of figure out, okay, like what are people willing? What's my ideal customer potentially willing to pay? Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably going to underprice you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you've got to be realistic about that. Uh, but you also kind of can recognize that like, So I'm going to start out and I'm going to be kind of in the market where I'm pretty much in line with people's expectations, Mm -hmm. but then over time, as you get more feedback, as you get those results, that's where I think you can really warrant the price increase. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to just be like, okay, well, it's a new year. So I'm just increasing my prices like Mm -hmm. 20% more, everybody like pony up, or we're probably not working together anymore. I mean, I guess you could do it that way. I mean, but yeah, I don't know if it'd be recommended. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know that you get the best um, results from that, but you could, you know, you could give it a try. It isn't something it's, it's something I've heard recommended like pretty often, but it's those results that I think really allow you to say, okay, I can, I can demonstrate my value to you. Like here's mm-hmm. a client who had a $20,000 result from the program that I, yeah helped her with and therefore this is my price and you're gonna make it it back so you gotta get comfortable talking about your value I think even more than like no like you have to know your worth for sure but be able to comfortably talk about it it's amazing to me how many people are very uncomfortable selling you know selling what it is that they do um or their services and just get really quiet you know and it doesn't matter what it is so so we're both fans we're gonna hop track a little bit yeah been interrupted. Um, we're both fans of custom marketing plans. 
And I think we need to appreciate why and (laughs) share why. And, you know, I think we did a little bit at the beginning, but I really kind of want to, there's a point I want to make here, but (laughs) go for it. Why, why are you a fan of custom marketing plans versus kind of like a templated off the shelf deal? Because every business is different. (laughs) Like it really, I mean, it comes down to that, like, there's so many, like every business is different, but also like who their ideal client is. And so my disclaimer, like I started off doing marketing plans. That's how I, like when I was you know, transitioning from marketing director to agency was doing marketing plans. And I found out really quickly, like no one gives, you know, cares about like all the fancy little details at the end of the day, they need something that they can take action on. And so that's what I started saying. I called it a marketing action plan. I'm like, this isn't based on going to your, you know, uh, bank and getting a loan. I'm like, this is based on what you actually need to do to make money. And so, um, and then going through that process of like target market, not just like, you know, who your ideal client is, but who's like your, how do they act online? You know, what are their behaviors? How can you use this for ads and hand it off to a social media manager or something and marketing avenues and really just like getting down like you said a window company is going to have a different you know strategy than a chiropractor and even two chiropractors will have totally different experiences like I mean we're both like marketing coaches in the marketing industry how we do things is very different based on our ideal client like my target market tends to skew older and so I like to be where they're at so I probably spend a lot more energy on Facebook than I do on Instagram because that is where my target market's at and so I mean so but if I were to go off of something that was kind of like bookshelf or even industry specific it probably wouldn't line up with that. Yeah. I I think that's a really good point. Going where your audience is, is really, really important. And so I think that's where, um, templated marketing plans or somebody who's like, here is this exact system. And all you have to do is like, follow it to a T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where it like falls, it, you know, it goes off the tracks, right? Because what if I'm telling you to spend all of your time on Instagram or TikTok and you should be on LinkedIn because you mm-hmm. are trying to, um, trying to sell coaching services to CEOs, <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're not hanging out on Instagram and they're not spending their, I mean, they might be spending their time on TikTok. I don't think they're spending <laughs> that much time on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's probably not where they're going to consume the content you have, like they're not in the right mindset to like connect with a coach or whatever, an executive coach, if that's what you are. Mm-hmm. And so that like the packaged systems are really can work for you for certain things. But I think when it comes to like a very strategic marketing plan, mm-hmm. like you have to have something that's really in line with your ideal customer and gets you in front of the right people at the right time, with the right message. Otherwise, like you're just wasting your time and your money. Yeah. I look at like some of the templated ones from, you know, whatever organizations and stuff. And they're also, they can be really dated too, where it's just like, there's just not enough right questions to help you get clarity or, you know, when you're like planning things out. So it feels like busy work. And I personally, like, I'm not a fan of busy work. I'm like, (laughs) why would I do this when I'm never going to look at it again versus something like all of my marketing plans, like I do in um, a Google doc, because I'm like, this is a living document and you're going to like use this and reuse it, you know, from year to year. And um, so you should be comfortable logging in, looking at it, brainstorming, you know, having a section for the parking lot. So you can put ideas that you want to work on later, you know, and like, let it be something that's a little bit more adaptable for where things are at now versus like 20 years ago. Absolutely. And I think too, the other 
like I posted a few workshops on this recently and it's not, it's not uncommon. I think for people to separate like their business operations, their business goals from what they need to accomplish from the marketing side of things. Like a lot of times I see companies be like, okay, well, marketing is over here doing marketing things. And who's, who knows what that is. <laughs> they're just, right. they're just over here doing stuff. And then there's like the business, right. And the business needs to make money. And in reality, like your marketing plan, your marketing strategies should really funnel up and support that business goal. So if you're not Mm -hmm. super clear on like what that business goal is that you need to accomplish and you're not building a marketing plan off of those goals, like what are you doing with your marketing then? You know, then I can guarantee you're wasting money. (laughs) If you don't know how the two of them tie together and you can't say like, okay, um, and it doesn't even always have to be a revenue goal. That's probably like super common, but maybe you need to like change, um, the perception of your brand for whatever reason. I don't know, maybe not necessarily speaking from like a rebrand, but maybe, maybe you're in a new market. And so you have to create some awareness. Like that's very different. You're going to spend your marketing dollars very differently than if you're like, okay, I'm a gym that needs to sign up 75 new members this month. Oh yeah. I mean, creating goals that are not just revenue goals, like revenue goals are definitely important, like, because that's what we need to make happen. But I mean, also things like lifestyle, especially when you're talking about smaller businesses, like there's some people who like, they really do want to grow and like build a team of 20 and become known as a national brand. And you have some people who are like, I want to run as lean as possible. Um, and I want to make sure I can take off, you know, a week out of the month to go and travel or do whatever. So it's just really about like, you have to know what lines up for you personally, because your marketing actually should support that too like all of the things Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. like this one thing you know because it all does flow together and like you said perception like how do you want to be known and um that's really important especially going back to like content marketing attraction marketing is like who how do you want people to be able to know you and like how can they progress with you it's not set in stone forever but I think that social media has given us a platform so that people can grow with us over the years Mm -hmm. and um I think there's something that's really like inherently beautiful about that as well yeah I think that's really I think that is really a nice sentiment um, and thought of social media as like kind of growing with your audience and changing. Um, Cause I think it's always like, I actually think it's like really stressful. I've been in this like headspace a little bit myself recently where it's like, okay, I'm going to shift my target audience a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's been so stressful to me to think about like what to do with my social media channels. Oh, because, let's, like, yeah. Tell me. It, and, and I guess I hadn't really thought of it from the perspective of like, well, they'll probably just like grow and change with me. And like the people who, you know, new people will kind of funnel in and, and other people will like funnel out and I'll still, it'll be fine. It, and I know it will be, but I hadn't, I like that sentiment of like, they grow and change with you. Yeah. I mean, and there's, and it goes all the way back to what we talked about as far as authenticity. So like, I mean, I've gone through different iterations as well. One thing that I noticed too, is that like about half of my clientele are actually men and um, which I've never marketed to men. It's just something that's kind of naturally happened. And I've like, I've asked them consistently. I'm like, okay, so why did you hire me? And they're just like, you're so consistent. And like, I can trust you. Like, it's just like, you show up, you show up, you show up, you show all these different facets of your life. So I know you're a dependable person just from Instagram. Right which is like that's impressive in itself that that's how much power is on there that someone can you know feel like they begin evaluate you and say that you're a dependable person based on ig you know which is it's just awesome
awesome. Um, but then they just also like, cause I'm a pretty blunt person. So it's just kind of like, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, it's not real. I'm not the most like fluffy, like, you know, nurturing person in the world, but, but that is my brand. That's how I act. And that's how I talk. And I'm authentic with it. So I attract the people who crave that they need that they're just like they don't want the fluff um but that like but I know that no matter what no matter what I do um like even now I'm getting ready to launch like a leads tracker app for solopreneurs you know so like small freelancers and small agencies and stuff like that and so I'm really excited about that but the same thing where it's just like okay my everything stays the same but I know that using social media like they know I'm a marketing coach they know how I operate all these things and they've Mm -hmm. also like been on this journey so that I'm actually getting texts every day saying is the app ready is the app ready is the app ready and like these are people that didn't you know they didn't start following me because of it they've been following me since you know I ran the agency and they're just like there for the journey and they're just like yay okay the next thing's here and so having that trust in yourself knowing that if you show up consistently like your right people will find you and they'll resonate with you and over time you'll just like understand it more and more it really like all the details don't matter people work with you because they like you you know like and trust you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's um it's a phrase that no like and trust like everybody says it but like we say it for a reason yeah it's (laughs) real I mean it is like truly one of those things where um you know we're not just saying it because it sounds good and it's popular and it's a buzz phrase it is kind of like one of the core tenets of good marketing in general. Absolutely. So listening to all of this and thinking about like, okay, attraction marketing and finding the right people and putting myself out there authentically so that they begin to know, like, and trust me. They come to me to work with me. This is something that I fall prey to. I'm sure other people do as well. You've got all of this creative energy around like, this is how I'm going to make it happen. And I'm so excited and I can't wait. And then like you sit down to do it and you're just staring at the screen and you're like, where do I even start? Like, what do I do? Where, where do you coach your clients to start? Start do something daily. So like every single day and like, know when you, when you are in flow or most likely to be in flow and create your content then. I mean, definitely like schedule some stuff as you can and everything, but in the very beginning, and they usually hate me in the beginning (laughs) and they appreciate like a month later, but I'm like, you do your own content for a while. And um, it's a little bit painful because they're not used to doing it and everything. And it is, it does take time and it does take energy. But I'm like, when you are feeling that creativity, like just get it out. Like, don't wait, don't overthink it. Like just say, okay, cool. I feel like writing a blog about this. Sit down and write the blog have your, like, I know this is, um, sounds really simple, but like, have your whole vibe going, like know the music you like listen to, like the candle that you like, you know, to smell and like whatever, so that you can like be in the mood for creativity. And when you do that consistently, you can actually kind of like jumpstart it when you right, need right, to yeah. like, okay, candles on coffee's made lights are down. Like I know it's time to get like in my creative flow kind of thing. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just getting something out because when we try and plan everything out, things are going to change and that's fine. Like, what do they say? Um, You overestimate what you can do in a year and underestimate what you can do in three, right? It's going to take, it's a whole journey. It's a whole process. And, but if we are always on hold for like this, like whole big thing to be perfectly executed, you're way better off just to show up every single day, 20 minutes. That's your marketing time. That's your selling time. Get out the blog, get out the email, do the post, do whatever. And like, and just let that become a habit. And then the rest of it just follows. Yeah. I think I, that's really good advice, but, um, it's, it's not 
super different than like, if you're, if you're in the corporate world or you've come from the corporate world where they're like, Oh, you know, when are you like the most productive? And that's when you're supposed to like set a time aside the time to like, do your more strategic, like high Mm -hmm. payoff activities. It's, um, very much the same with like that creativity. Like you mentioned, like I, I am generally like more creative in the afternoon because that's like, it takes a little less energy for me to be creative Mm -hmm. than it does for me to like slog through answering emails and like kind of more of the like admin stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Um, okay. So if somebody isn't feeling authentic in their brand, so they start doing this, they start, they start, they're in their creative flow or they feel like they are, but it doesn't feel authentic. It's not, they're not comfortable in their own skin online. What recommendations do you have to help them find a place where they do feel more authentic? So if someone has started the process and they're not like showing up, I mean, I think one of the things to do is give yourself grace because it does take practice. It does take practice to be really comfortable in front of a camera. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and being consistent and like, I mean, there before I would like kind of get like nervous about doing stories or whatever. Now there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I forgot to put on makeup or like whatever. Like I'll just show up all the time. I don't even care. Um, so that's like part of it. But then too, like ask yourself, like ask yourself why it doesn't feel authentic like what part of you like what are you afraid is going to happen and kind of like get ahead of it because we spend a lot of time being afraid that somebody's going to say something or do something and like all of this stuff and like chances are yeah it's you know it's not the best thing but like things like that do happen but when you can kind of like even like journal it out going back to the mindset thing a little bit more preemptively like okay what am I afraid of by showing up and being myself, what am I actually afraid of? And so from my own personal experience, like I was afraid, like, um, people would make fun of like, I have a list that comes out like sometimes. And I was like, Oh, people are going to notice that. Or, um, people are going to say something about my appearance or they're going to call me whatever. And so it's like, just making a list and like, okay, how do I actually feel about those things? Like, well, it really doesn't matter what they think, or it makes me feel this, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of allows you a chance to preemptively process those emotions. Cause I think a lot of people just don't like, especially women, we don't show up because we're afraid of the things that are going to happen if we do. Right. Uh, And so, um, So going through that process and then also too, I think like for anyone like listening today, if there's like one message for you to take away, it's just knowing that you don't have to be at the front of the pack to be able to help somebody that's like one step behind you. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, you have some gift, you have something that you're good at and you're excellent at. We all do. We all have something that we're really good at and passionate about. And I always like challenge and say, and this is something I'm with my clients all the time. Like, who are you to decide that no one else gets to like take in this gift? Like it's something that's beautiful and like you holding it to yourself. Like, what is that? How is that serving the world? And so if you know that you can make a difference, even if it's one person, just show up for the one person yeah like there's always going to be one person who will follow you religiously all the way through and show up for them talk to them and um know that whatever it is that's your work that's like been placed on your heart or whatever like it's there to make an impact and so it's your job to get to show it to the world you know it's funny that you say um not funny. Um, I don't know what I would want to call it, but my business coach when I was getting started, gave me the same advice in terms of, you know, you can, you just have to be one step ahead of the people you're trying to help. Like you don't have to have 
all the answers and know everything. You just have to know enough to help the person who's like trying to come up behind you. And that is like, that is perfect. And you will still add a ton of value to that person's business, life experience, whatever it is that they're coming to you for just by knowing like one, one more thing than they do that you can teach them. So it's cool to hear you say that because I was like, Oh, look, like that's, that's kind of like how I have always, you know, kind of tried to think about things, especially when I get stuck in the, like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for this or like, like the whole like imposter, yeah, syndrome, imposter right? syndrome and everything like that. So I like, I'm excited to hear that from, from somebody else too. So last question to kind of put like a neat little bow on a really great conversation. But when you talk about attraction marketing and then you think about your own business, can you tell us what's your favorite way to attract your clients? Um, my favorite way, the two things I love the most about getting clients is one, like I love a good old fashioned, like networking event because of like COVID and everything. We're not doing those as often. Um, but like just going out and meeting people has always been great. Um, but I think my favorite way is I love when I just get like a, um, all my scheduling is like automatic. So if somebody's interested, they like fill out the form and I love just seeing those show up on my calendar where people have been like following my like Instagram is like kind of where they come from or Facebook. And they will say like, okay, I've been following you for a while. Like I'm ready. And like, to me, like, that's just like the coolest thing because it's just like, it's just the timing thing, right? You just like kind of release it. You show up every day and then they just kind of like show up and you're like, oh, this is a thing I get to do that. Like that is so cool. (laughs) So it's like my favorite way to get clients. Oh, I love that. Cause it's sort of like this little like validation of even on the days when you don't feel like you're reaching anybody showing up and like showing up consistently and authentically, like you are, you just never know who's like lurking and watching silently. That's not saying anything. To oh you. yeah. And no, it's going to be like, Hey, <laughs> I really need you. <laughs> I mean, my business posts like definitely get like super low engagement as far as like, you know, people aren't like commenting on them, but people buy from them. So I always tell people like, you know, my clients, like, don't freak out if your, you know, selfie picture gets, you know, 200 likes and then your post about your mastermind gets zero. I was like, cause at the end of the day, people are still clicking that you can tell, you can see in the analytics and then I'm like, and then people are actually paying. So don't worry about what makes the money. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think, and it's also just something to know, like to kind of just let the, um, likes go a little bit, you know, you just like, um, it's really easy to like click a little heart. It's something else to like leave a comment or to reach out or to save or something like that. Um, so I would, I would agree. And I think sometimes we all just need to hear like, oh yeah, no, you don't need 10,000 Instagram followers to make money. That's not even a thing. (laughs) That is amazing. So if listeners want to connect with you, where do they find you? How do they get in touch? Um, so the best way, and you might have to put the link in the, <laughs> in the show, show notes, but my Instagram and my Facebook are both Sharon Equitiares. And so you could look me up there. It's my first middle initial and last name. And um, so you could look me up there. And then also um, the app that I have coming out, which is a lead tracker app for coaches and consultants and gym owners, so just freelancers. That's um, at pretty simple app. And you can find that on Instagram on Facebook as well. 
Awesome. Well, those will all be linked in the show notes. So thank you so much for all of your time and expertise today. It's been a really great conversation. I always enjoy having other marketing people on here. I think you're probably one of my top because you also love marketing strategy. Yes. <laughs> uh, this has been a really, really great conversation and I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It was so great to connect with Sharon, who I feel like is a kindred marketing spirit. I truly hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other listeners like you find this podcast. Until next time.